Hey everyone, welcome back to Threat Level Podcast. I just wanted to put a little disclaimer here at the beginning of the episode to let you know that the audio quality is a little shoddy in this one. My apologies, but I hope that you guys enjoy the episode anyway. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Threat Level Podcast, podcast where we talk about The Office. I'm Jamie, and today I am joined by Subi. Hello. And Madison. Hey there. <laughs> and it's it up. I know. changing it up. It wasn't quite as good as an ahoy hoy or whatever it was, but. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so today it's just the three of us. Uh, Justin and Bethany could not make it because they are tripping it to Florida. But. Enjoying the sweltering humid heat of our <laughs> country's giant penis. <laughs> <laughs> that they are. Um, and so today, later on, we'll be talking about uh, Crime Aid. But since we couldn't think any of any <laughs> icebreakers related to it, I thought I would pose this question that was um, uh, brought to my attention by a friend Kathleen. So shout out to her if she ever listens. And <laughs> so the question is, if we consider the cast of The Office... Okay. Which cast member do you think the office could continue to exist without? Oh, like, like you take like a, how how cent- how important characters are we talking about? Like how we are talking part of the sort of main recurring cast. Okay. So, um, would it be like? They were never in the show at all, or they left at a certain point. Or they died. What point would it be that they were leaving? You know what? Or since they were brutally murdered, they could be okay. have they could have fallen victim uh, uh, to the no, Scranton no. Strangler. Um, <laughs> let's say because we're up to this point, we'll say that from after this episode, someone like they were no drops longer. off. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Huh. Would there be like an explanation given as to why they weren't there? I guess it doesn't really matter. Offhanded, like, on, offhanded, perhaps. Okay. That's interesting. I feel like there's a few characters I would like <laughs> The Office to exist without. <laughs> I can give my answer first if you want. Okay, yeah, you go ahead. The person who I immediately thought about is Andy. And I like this even more if we... Because it's people point out that like the beginning Andy is the best Andy. And I have to agree that like when he's sort of trying... Like sort of... Um, following people around, trying to be like the cool frat guy. Andy's a fun character. Um, but I feel like the end of Andy's storyline is just the pits. And so I think that, and you know, since part of it, he's even like spending out on the sea getting sunburnt and lip chapped. Like we don't really even need him. So I think that if Andy, for example, like if in this episode there had been a different choice by Angela and Andy just slipped out of the picture, I think oh, that it could continue fine without yeah. it. That's true. If, I, if Angela had had looked over at him at 614 yeah. and... <laughs> or, or when um, Dwight gave her the ultimatum while pointing at his crotch. <laughs> no more this. <laughs> I, I think the character of Andy uh, ended so badly because um, the actor Ed Helms he um, yeah. he went to shoot like one of the Hangover movies, oh, which okay. interfered with the schedule of the office, and that's why the writers because like like in season eight or like season seven um andy and uh aaron got together yeah and i remember when i saw that scene i was like oh yeah they're gonna stay together till the end yeah, yeah 
they made sense. Like, yeah, it was a good combination. Yeah. And spoilers, by the way, for anyone who. Oh yeah, that's, yeah. that's all right. Who doesn't even know who Aaron is? <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen The Office at this point. Just expect spoilers. <laughs> but um. Yeah. No, I also expected them to be together, and then it was suddenly like he yeah. became a giant douchebag. And so I think I think Andy is a character that could have been written out instead of turned into it, just like a right. shit show at the end instead, and it would have been better. But I don't know. I don't like the idea of him leaving now. You know where we're at in the series because there's a lot more left for Andy still before he becomes a shithead. So, <laughs> yeah. I, know, I feel like there's a couple of characters that aren't that interesting most of the time. Like they just get a couple of good moments mm-hmm. periodically. Don't say Creed. No, no, definitely not Creed. <laughs> good. Have to have Creed. I'm thinking like Phyllis Stanley. <gasps> Um, which they're both, <laughs> they're both good characters, yeah. but they don't do much other than have like moments of like, like helping someone else or doing something that could be done by some like right. a different character. It could be written for somebody else. Like Phyllis helping out Dwight in this episode, <laughs> they could have written another character doing that. It didn't have to be Phyllis. It was funny that it was Phyllis, but yeah. not necessary. So I feel like The Office could survive without phyllis or stanley um just just for that reason you know they're never yeah. like main storyline characters right and i guess in a lot of ways they're sort of like marketed as these senior sales associates or whatever or sales reps and so they're almost like put into the same box in a way right so if you had one or the other maybe it could still go on but right and even like along that line i don't think it would be as good without kevin but oscar (laughs) is almost like you could write him out as well and yeah you know he's just kind of like the third accountant and he's not really necessary i mean i like oscar it's nothing personal (laughs) of course and it's i feel like those one of those three if they were to go you couldn't get rid of all of them because then you wouldn't have any of your supporting staff but like if one of them were to go it would have been okay yeah <laughs> the I show agree. would have gone on and we do know from office experience that the show can exist without michael so if it can <laughs> exist without him it can pretty much exist without anybody true <laughs> right which is a perfect segue for my answer <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if you took Jim, you'd have to take Pam too. Yeah, you'd have to get rid no, of Pam. Yeah. No. Well, we engaged no, him. Pam well, is the office bicycle, right? Or the office mattress. What? <laughs> right? <laughs> what? <laughs> According to some, but. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Pam will be fine. <laughs> But she would her royal oats. But but if we especially if we take an if we you know say that it's after this episode that that person drops off, then suddenly she's just like engaged and Jim's dead. Like yeah, like it would be great. Like (laughs) or I guess he could he could move to Philly. I guess but yeah, become Philly Jim. Yeah yeah yeah. Nobody agrees with you. Uh, You know what? Justin agrees with me. His, <laughs> like, I don't think he would agree with you his, on this. He texts. He texted in and said, <laughs> "Yeah, his ears are perking up in Florida." He's like, "Yes, the universe is in harmony." No, I mean, I, you're entitled to your opinion, of course. No, he's not. Thank you. That when your opinion is wrong. <laughs> 
Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I, I think the show could work without Jim. Hmm. Do you yeah. have any other answers besides just your hatred for Jim? Yeah. Um, who, um, they could exist without Hank. Like, I mean, how well, minor are we going? Like, I think are... Hank's a little too minor. Yeah, no offense to Hank. They but... could exist without Kelly. Oh, yeah, we haven't even seen Kelly in, like... Yeah, yeah she's, like, Kelly, Ryan. in there a couple times per season. Ryan oh, Ryan, too. for sure, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, Ryan at this point is just sort of wasted space. Yeah, he's just... <laughs> Does he have a single line of... I don't think he says no, a single No, you just word. see his, like, face a couple of times sitting yeah. at the desk, and yeah. he doesn't say anything or do mm-hmm. anything else. Right. I don't even think he's at the auction. I don't remember seeing him down there. He, he is. Was, he was, he was. He um, yeah, I forgot about Kelly. I guess that says multitudes if we forgot about them in our initial review of right. the people. Yeah. But I yeah. Mean, like, I wouldn't want to see the show without any of these sure. people. Because when they are in it and they have their moments, it's, yeah. it's good. You like them. But, you know, if you had to get rid of one, if I had to pick one uh-huh. to get rid of, I think I would probably get rid of Phyllis. That's fair. Can we pick, like, future characters? Because then I pick Nelly. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Nelly's like the strain, like one of the strangest casting choices. Yeah, it's yeah. just just And not even casting choices, but like character likes to write in a Nelly's character yeah. is just oh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But we'll discuss that when we get to Nelly. Yeah, yeah. Yes, we will. All right. Well, very good. Um, oh, the cow kicked Nelly in the belly in the barn. The doctor said <laughs> it could do her no harm. <laughs> welcome, uh, welcome to the um, the beet farm over here. Um, <laughs> a rhyme that people's mothers sang to them. It sounds very Pennsylvania Dutch. I don't know. Uh, Upstate New York. Oh, he's probably more right about the Pennsylvania. <laughs> sure it's something for my mother's mother yeah that's to her um uh, but yeah so uh we'll we'll probably uh try to talk about that topic again a little later at some point but it was good to to hear the choices yeah yeah to like once we get the newer cast members in in later seasons it would be interesting to bring that question up again yeah yeah i mean like maybe even after Michael's gone, because you get kind of the newer characters. Yeah, true. The new, yeah, the new, new Dwight. Yeah. Um, so I guess that brings us to the episode discussion. So this uh, episode we are talking about season five, episode five, Crime Aid. Like Farm Aid, but without the AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will start out by saying that I really liked the realistic nature of the be- of the cold open and the fact that Pam has to take a job because New York's too expensive. Yeah. <laughs> I thought about you when they said that. I'm like, ah, Jamie's probably feeling this right now. <laughs> it's like, aha, this is true. It's um <laughs> it's reassuring when they do that, like when they showed uh Ryan's apartment and it was like a realistic looking studio apartment. I was like, ah, this is good. Right. Um <laughs> But it's cool also that she's working at corporate, because um, we get a little glimpse of corporate again, and yeah. uh, you know. But it makes it makes sense that she could easily get a job working at corporate since she had worked at Dunder Mifflin in Scranton for so long. Right, and then of course that Michael would know her line and call her. Uh-huh. Um, every every day as soon as uh-huh. she gets there. Every hour like, on the multiple hour. Multiple times. After that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she's still part of the like Dunder Mifflin family or whatever. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Now officially, since she actually works for them still. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Dunder Mifflin's offices are surprisingly nice for just like a yeah like a random paper company. Right. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I guess we're kind of looking at that from like 2019 perspective when everything yeah. is more, much more digital than it was when the show was being filmed. You know, there was a time when paper was actually necessary for most business <laughs> production. <laughs> That's true. So, like, you had to buy it from some place, you know? Yeah, very now true. Now everything's just, oh, here's a PDF of it kind of thing. And, you, you know, like, there's so much electronic medical records these days, but I like, me and like a lot of the older attendings, they swear that these days we use more paper than we used to. Mm. Oh yeah. You print out so, you're, so you're much. You're grouping yourself in with the older attendings. Oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> you and the ancient ones. You are five years older than me, right? No, now. I'm not. How dare you? How dare you? Yeah, I know paper is something that's like sort of going away, but yeah, and there's just I mean on on the subject of paper. There's just so much waste in offices with paper. I know when I was working in um, the office and for the company I worked for, before I started working from home, so much would just get printed out and then the same day thrown into the recycle bin. Like, just so much turnover of wasted paper. Yeah. Which is also annoying. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I probably, like, while I was at um, EPC, I probably printed out a thousand sheets yeah i could do that in a day Mm -hmm. we would print out an entire book and it would be over a thousand pages long and we would do it in like this one day here's a book (laughs) but would you print those for like any particular reason or just to like double check that everything's aligned go through it and proof it yeah to make sure that it looked good printed on the paper before you send it to the actual printer to get printed as a book yeah you would print it out and look at every page and make sure that nothing was wrong on it you know right makes sense so I guess it's necessary in that like sometimes you don't catch things in pdfs as good as you do after they're printed but it's true and I, I would like to know what the science behind that is because i feel <laughs> like every time i've read like the first thing i, I re- recall right now is I read through my dissertation like a billion times and it seemed fine. But when I got the printed copy, I opened it and immediately found a typo. And I was like, ah! No, no, that's like when I finished writing my book, the first thing I did was print it off and I immediately started finding more errors. I knew that I would because I know that you catch more stuff when it's printed than yeah. when it's digital. For whatever reason, you just don't see it as well on the screen. It's weird. So here's a pro tip. Like, um, if you... You can like run your the text of your um, document through like a like a text to speech program, mm-hmm. and that helps you catch a lot of errors. Yeah, you recommended that to me, but that would have been a lot of hours. I was gonna say you just be read that to me. <laughs> yeah, in like a monotone digital voice. <laughs> oh gosh, that would be so. This is the title of the book. <laughs> I don't know that that wasn't a good example of the sentence in my book at all. (laughs) Why did you include that sentence? (laughs) That's actually just the title. This is the title of my book, Lila and Lucas. (laughs) There was nothing about the way he looked in death that disturbed me. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) The opening line of my new book. Yeah. 
wah, wah. But um, uh, yeah, so I guess we can start talking <laughs> yeah. about the episode now. <laughs> uh, I, I think that it's cute that, uh, you know, Michael and Holly have been on, I guess, two dates at least. Oh, I and they're being cute. Because of Michael and Holly. They're and so cute. Everything that they are and, and everything that... Walter Mifflin or whatever his name is <laughs> <laughs> is going to destroy soon. What's his name? It's David Wallace. Wallace. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've forgotten exactly how it came about that Holly had to be relocated or whatever. I mean, I knew it was because he found out that they were dating and that was why, but I couldn't remember like how he found that out and i'm thinking oh i hope it's a few more episodes still and that it was this episode and i was like well shit well and it's (laughs) even so annoying because he had already gone through this process of like declaring a relationship with um Jan. jan and like he knows that he needs to do it so and how much trouble they nearly got in when he was sleeping right. with her beforehand mm. so it's like why did you not just announce this like there would have i guess there would have been not the drama necessary for the show but it's of frustrating course, you know michael's past experience with dating jan might have made david <laughs> wallace much less likely to be okay even if he had declared their relationship <laughs> well yeah but i guess like i would think that even david wallace could see the difference i don't know how well he knows holly but like I feel like he could see that it would be a different type of relationship than Maybe. what Michael and Jan had. Jan did almost like sue the company. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, they're just they're just so adorable and I love I love that like I love how the office gets broken into. I <laughs> like I love what you know the that they sneak back in and just like oh sneak out and or have sex in the staircase. And- Twice, I guess. and like i mean i don't love the fact that they then forget to lock the door but it's like just so cute that you know yeah they just want to be together they can't keep their hands off each other kind of thing and ah i know it's adorable it's like the that beginning part of the relationship but i have a feeling that like with michael and holly it's their relationship forever right (laughs) always going to be in that happy honeymoon stage where you just want to get all over each other (laughs) (laughs) exactly i do like that after um holly sort of makes the connection that it's probably their fault she was like you didn't remember to lock the door right and he was like no did you and i'm thinking would holly have keys to the door right (laughs) (laughs) right i think that's probably where the joke is but i was like hmm weird but uh, yeah, it's really cute to see them. And of course, it's like juxtaposed with the fact that Dwight's still pining after Angela. I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I feel so bad for Dwight. Oh. <laughs> Me too. Just, you, like, you know he really wants to get back with her because he hasn't discussed it at all with her up until this episode, you know? Yeah. And, like, and he finally does, and then she still rejects him. And I'm just like, oh, Angela, you fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, and it's 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 nice to have. um, I do kind of like the way Phyllis words it. Like Angel is not a person who takes risks, and Andy's not a risk. Exactly, and it's kind of true. Although I think it's more just to get back at Dwight still for killing her cat. No, (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the major issue there. Um, Like really, to go through with marrying somebody to get back at them is it really worth it? Right. I I don't know. I do I. 
I like in general that Phyllis was like attempting to sort of be uh, like a friend in that way and sort of offer advice and it's funny to watch Dwight sort of like shirk that and, and until like he's in his little talking head bit and he's like you know after he like Phyllis slapped him or whatever at the end and he's like how dare she try to like meddle in my business and try to help me and then has this look of like sadness and recognition <laughs> it kind of like dawns on him and that's when he goes in and like starts bidding to hug her which was really cute too I know even though Michael like is the, that's part of the auction Michael thought was the stupidest it's like the most expensive item because it goes for a thousand dollars yeah <laughs> I was I couldn't remember who won and I was kind of hoping that Dwight would actually win because it would be <laughs> to see Phyllis and Dwight hug at that point but it is but I think uh you know he made his point in just like continuing to offer but I think it, it is very realistic that it would reach a thousand and Dwight would be like I yeah it's not worth it like <laughs> 701 penny cent. yeah <laughs> not 701 no 701 penny <laughs> yeah but yeah it is cute it is yeah i at first when he was doing that i was like oh maybe dwight just really needs a hug <laughs> he probably does like especially yeah. after you know angela chooses um i almost said chooses dwight chooses andy she, he's just like really let down but that was kind of sad too when Andy bids on Phyllis and Angela's just like what the heck and he's like I need a hug and Aww. you won't give me one not, yeah not here <laughs> still just necking yeah they're just rubbing each other's rubbing neck together yeah <laughs> I think that's how our giraffes fight like, well I don't think they rub necks I think they bash necks well hey sometimes it's going to get a little hot and heavy oh. <laughs> now each other a few times and then start rubbing up and down slowly <laughs> that's how it works you know that's, that's, that's what she said <laughs> that's how you fight a giraffe oh man <laughs> anyways yeah. enough talk about giraffes right. I did I think it was funny that the entire uh, motivation for the crime aid thing of course was to get money back but also the big um draw was the springsteen tickets and i couldn't remember if he actually had them or not but then of course he doesn't have first like front row uh, center Bruce springsteen no. tickets i i knew right i couldn't remember but at the same time like i knew there was no way michael actually had these tickets mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> well because then you have holly being like yeah he knows how to get things and i was you know and then i was like oh maybe he does have them somehow it's like, no, Holly, he doesn't know how to get things. He knows how to lie about having things. Yeah. He knows how to get Holly. He did get her. Uh, twice. Uh, twice. Uh, <laughs> I like how he checks in with her. He's like, twice, right? Yeah. <laughs> he, he just wanted to make sure she finished both times. <laughs> right, in the stairwell. Oh, Lord. Which is not the first time that stairwell has been used. Um, or at least no. not the last. I forget which happens in which order, but... Yeah, that stairwell sees some action. <laughs> because everybody uses the elevator, you know, so it's, a, it's probably the most private place in the building. Yeah. I think it's kind of... Inter- I mean, I guess I didn't look around it that closely uh, at the scene after the the robbery or the theft or whatever, but there were still, like, computers and stuff around, right? Or were they all taken? Uh, I think they were all gone. There was a lot, oh, okay. a lot of junk just kind of thrown everywhere so it almost didn't really look like anything had been stolen right i was like <laughs> because what? apparently in the process of stealing computers they had to like empty things of paper onto the floor right <laughs> <laughs> what were you looking for 
the checks, I guess, from I guess. ten thousand and one to ninety thousand. Well, I guess I can cross off. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of mine too. <laughs> but but um but yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that well, uh, I guess we have um, Jim meeting up with Roy in the bar. Yeah, that was awkward. Although I do like how it started in that, like, um, the warehouse team was like, we're, we're auctioning <laughs> off. You know, going out for a drink with us right now. <laughs> but, Mike, but not for Michael, because it's a conflict. Not for Michael, it's a conflict of interest. <laughs> yeah, and I feel a little more reassured about Jim in this episode, because I couldn't remember what provoked him to go and try to, like, drive to New York momentarily. Yeah. But Roy trying to just like i mean i don't know if it was roy's complete intent to make him jealous but him saying something like oh i thought you were her friend too or whatever right. is oh, great line. Yeah. i was like no, oh. no no it was amazing no that was shitty it was great it was super shitty and i think roy knew that he was trying to instill some doubt about pam and because like up to that point jim didn't care that she was out you know drinking right. until five he was like ah future mother was- of my children <laughs> right he thought it was entertaining yeah jim was worried that pam would meet someone like jim <laughs> yeah jim wasn't worried until he wasn't worried at all until roy was like until oh roy was an ass and yeah jim, why but worried? listen jim he realized part way through and he was like we're not that kind of couple and turn around You're so right. I mean, he does he turns around and he goes back so he's redeemed i think he in my eyes anyway well, get your eyes checked. <laughs> <laughs> I did just two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So did I. You're the one in December. Had your eyes examined in like five years. And yet I see more clearly than anyone. <laughs> I mean, that's probably, I say, that's probably true on multiple levels, but uh, with us blind folk over here. Um, but yeah. No, he wears glasses too. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. I forget. Yeah, we're all blind. Yeah, we're all blinded. We're all blind together. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think that's, I think that's everything I pointed out in my notes to talk about in this episode. See, I got so distracted writing down quotes and trivia questions that I didn't even write Oh my goodness. Other than, I was glad that Jim turns around yeah. and comes back, and I was glad that Dwight oh. kind of says thank you to Phyllis at mm. the end by bidding on her. Yeah. And that I was really sad when David Wallace is like, no, I didn't realize oh, that. Yeah. Michael and Holly were dating, and I was like, ah, shit. The only, <laughs> now I, they're gonna end. <laughs> right. I guess the only thing that I did write down and I was like, what? Is when Phyllis and Dwight are riding the elevator, and she's like, you have to give him an ultimatum. That's what I had to do for Bob, or versus, like, Bob versus talking to my sister on the phone. And I was like, Bob made her stop talking to her sister on the phone? She says, stop talking to my sister for hours on the phone. Mm. It's not, I don't think that she has to give up talking on her sister. I don't know. I feel like Bob probably gives her a look every time she answers a phone call from her sister. I don't know. That knowing look of like, you already made your choice. It's me and not your family. And I was like, that's how I took it. Because Bob's also a douche, so... They are, they are a mafia family. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he's probably, like, going to kill her sister. <laughs> Easy Rider Jr. And, um... But anyway, so I thought that was strange. <laughs> that was, yeah, it doesn't seem very Bob, because he's so, like, adoring of her most of the time. Right. Like, um, so. Maybe maybe it was just, like, cutting into their personal time. So he was like, 
he either hitting it as much as he wanted right you know because well, they must have like hours hours long sessions of right. love making <laughs> well that's kind of the impression that i got was that it wasn't that she wasn't allowed to talk to her sister it was just that she was talking to her sister way too much and he yeah. was like, okay you gotta cut this back to like one hour a week or something <laughs> that's fair uh let's talk about quotes that you guys wrote down I have, I like everything that everyone said. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, does somebody else want to go first, or should I just say all of them? Uh, go ahead. All right. <laughs> Some of what we order depends on if we're having sex afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be awkward if he said it to any girl besides Holly, but she responds with, like, yes. <laughs> I know, and I like that he, like, just came out and said that instead of sort of tiptoeing around the situation. That's cool. <laughs> no, I'm, g- I'm gonna have the soup. Yeah, <laughs> something light. <laughs> I loved it. I laughed so hard when Kevin's, like, looking at what was stolen, and he- he realizes his search protector <laughs> and, uh, and he's like Oscar now I'm going to be prone to surges I love that <laughs> I don't think Kevin knows what a surge is <laughs> but he wanted to be protected from them he did and I liked it when when they realized the office was robbed and Michael's just like so much for sex without consequences <laughs> yeah <laughs> And Michael says, we'll auction off people like the old days. Uh, <laughs> With a slow turn then, from Stanley. <laughs> right. You can zooms in on Stanley's face. And <laughs> it squeaks when you bang it. That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> and then the obvious best quote of the episode. Is it Creed's? No one steals from Creed's Bragg. away with it. The last person to do that disappeared. His name? Creed <laughs> I love that. Which, uh, what does that mean? <laughs> Did stole Creed's somebody, identity. Somebody stole something from Creed, quote unquote. So Creed killed Creed and assumed his identity? Because yep. that's how I'm reading that. Oh yeah. <laughs> Would not surprise me. <laughs> I love how they just, like, throughout the show, they just imply how how much of a creepy monster creep yes. really is. I know. <laughs> like the Halloween. He shows up yeah. covered in blood. It's yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I forgot it was Halloween. <laughs> oh, man. Really good thing today was Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> so no. are there any quotes that I didn't say that anybody wrote down? Oh, my goodness. That, that was all of them. Um... I liked with Holly and Michael, she was like, after Vu, and he's like, thanks, Vu. And I was like, that's not how that works, but okay. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I think that's the only other one besides the ones you said that I wrote down. No way. Cool. What about you, yeah. Subi? Uh, I don't think I have any clothes. I think they were all used. Fair. Right. And by that, he means he didn't write any down, because he saw you just like every time they would say something I would pause it and have to write it down and he's like okay she's got this <laughs> alright I guess let's talk about um, Dundee's 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 Not Not I will give a Dundee to Roy for leaving Jim Shook of when he first huh? of course you will yeah. <laughs> you're also using the, the cool kids terms Shook oh yeah Shook <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving my Dundee, the the good friend Dundee, to Phyllis today because 
despite the fact I think the show could exist without her. <laughs> I'm a good friend today. <laughs> I also think Phyllis deserves the the friend in need Dundee, so she gets mine too. Yeah. I also think she should stay, but you know, that's just me. Well, I mean, I don't want her to <laughs> <laughs> You're about to feed her to the wolves, I don't know. But well, you know, sometimes you gotta, you gotta do that. That's true. <laughs> cool. Uh, let's do trivia then. I have four trivia questions. Ooh. I had five. Somebody <laughs> discussed the check numbers that Angela had to cancel. That's fair. <clears throat> Should I go first? <laughs> sure. All right. How many hours each week is Pam working? There goes 18. one. 16 to 18. Yes, there, oh, there goes one of my questions. Uh, <laughs> maybe this will be your second question. Maybe. Where did Holly and Michael go on their second date? Oh, it wasn't. Putt putt golfing. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Because he, he, Michael says something about wanting to buy putt putt golf clubs. Yeah. Um, What card game are Michael and Holly playing in Ooh, the no. office? No. Phase 10? No. Skip it? Skipbo? No. No. Uh, they're playing Go Fish. No, but it is another really common game like that. Gin Rummy. No. Rummy. No. <laughs> Euchre. <laughs> no. Euchre with two. Um, with two people. <laughs> is it... It's not Phase 10 or, or no. Uno? No. Something you play with a normal deck of cards. Oh. oh. War? No. Solitaire. All right, I'm just hearts. Crazy eights. Oh, that's right. Cause you're crazy. That's oh, right. Yeah. <clears throat> and my last question is, what does Michael think farm aid stands for? Farm aid or crime aid? Farm aid. Huh. What, like, does well, he, what, what do you think? Like, it means? Oh, farmers <laughs> against AIDS. Farmers fighting against AIDS. Fighting against AIDS. <laughs> Okay. Nice. I have two trivias. Oh, all right. So, what is the brand of pens in the warehouse? Paper Mate. Nope. Bic. Nope. Sharpie. Eh, Sharpie's more of a marker than a pen. I'm writing currently with a Sharpie pen. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Pentel. Oh. Pentel, which is a shitty brand. Pentel is not. Well. That didn't surprise me. Yeah, it's like bulk pens, yeah. Uh, Pilot. Pilot. Pilot's a good brand. Pilot's probably the best brand. Uh, (laughs) Oh, wait. I'm writing with... Oh! (laughs) (laughs) You're like, uh, Bic is a better pen, but this isn't one of my Bic pens because it's my red pen that I needed for work. I could write with this one. This is my Bic Atlas pen. Oh, shit. Atlantis. I, Atlantis pen. <laughs> Thick Atlantis. Damn. I always write with Sharpie pens nowadays. Yeah, you've mentioned that. Doesn't that, like, seep through the page, though? It does not. Oh, oh wow. Well. Is it different than, like, a Sharpie marker pen? It is. Oh. oh. <laughs> well, then. My other trivia is, um, who did, um, who was, uh, what's his name? who was Daryl mistaken for? Oh, I didn't write that down. I don't remember him being mistaken for Jim can see it, though, whoever it is. When they were at the bar, uh, uh, Daryl says, oh, you know, she thought I was McNabb. McNabb, who's that? I believe he's a football player. Oh, okay. Donovan McNabb. 
Cool. Nope. I don't know why I know that. <laughs> and that's it for me. Cool. Um, Is there anything else left to ask about this episode? What? Yeah, I have a couple, I guess, left. Um, what does Michael say that CryMade stands for? Oh, God. <laughs> the full acronym? Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't either. I don't uh, it was... uh, but, I, but I did think that it was like, okay... Jamie will have the answer. You will either ask it or answer, uh, know the answer like right away. I do remember that one of the I's just stood for the word I. Yeah, <laughs> I declare. I declare. Yeah. So it's a uh, crime reduces innocence. Period. Makes everyone angry. Comma. I declare. <laughs> like that's the best. Um, uh, the other thing I had was, uh, what was the monetary goal for the auction? One million dollars. That was their uh, the top bit, but their actual goal was like just above the part that Holly kept filling in. Oh, really? I didn't realize that. Oh yeah. So no. then they made like eighteen hundred and some dollars. <laughs> so it must be it was I don't know like three thousand. It was a yeah, it's thirty four hundred. Yeah. Very close. And do I have anything else? I no, because I asked how much Dwight what was Dwight's highest bid. Okay. I think that's it. So I, I like when like uh you saw the sign for crimeade, like the there were dots put in between the letters. And yeah. it, it was clear that the dots were put in after the <laughs> word was written. Yeah. Like, oh, wait, this is an acronym. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, I guess that brings I like us... like that the first word in the acronym of crime aid is... is crime. crime. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how acronyms work. I know. Oh, Michael. But, um... Yeah, I guess that's uh, that brings us down to uh, ratings. Ratings. I am giving this episode a five. Whoa! Five stolen surge protectors because <laughs> I love this episode. Aww. I love Michael and Holly so much, and every episode where they're adorable together is a five out of five for me, regardless of what oh. else is happening because <laughs> there's so few of them. Aww. Yeah, I gotta ch- gotta cherish those few while they're there. <laughs> And I, I also like this episode a lot. I will give it a five out of five uh, tea monies. Tea monies. Tea money. Yeah. <laughs> For tuna monies. Yes. Tea <laughs> monies. All right. Um, let's see. Am I as thrilled about this episode? I think I will have to undercut it a little bit, just because. Uh, will you? Though? It's not maybe like the most memorable of episodes. So I am going to give I it a. The ones I rate really high aren't the memorable ones. Memorable. Yeah, like, that's I true. Watch it and I'm like, this is so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Damn, now I'm confused. I'm conflicted. <laughs> okay, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a. Go with your gut. Come on. <laughs> I'm gonna give it a four point five. Um, new identities out of five. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, that brings our total podcast score for this episode to a 4.83 repeating. <laughs> Stolen tea monies for new identities. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Out of five. Out nice. Of five. A very high score. Yeah, it's a very high scoring episode. So I'm not 
I'm not. I'm not overly upset about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's nice. It had been all five out of fives, but <laughs> guess we can't all just get along today. <laughs> True. Um, but yeah. So uh, that then ends our episode discussion bit. Uh, we'll continue on in a minute with our next section, but. If you uh, feel like stopping, you're listening right now. That's fine. Uh, thanks for listening, and make sure to let us know what you thought about Crime Aid on Twitter. You can send us a tweet. Uh, our handle is at tl underscore pcast, or you can hit us up on Gmail. I think I did that opposite. And our <laughs> Gmail is threat level podcast with no hyphens or anything. Threat level podcast at gmail.com. That was the most awkward way it was i know it's very usually it's very straightforward and then i was like what am i saying (laughs) so if you're confused about how to (laughs) refer to one of our other episodes where jamie says it much more clearly (laughs) i think because i usually start with email so yeah and then i do the other (laughs) when you finish saying the twitter one i almost chimed in with our nno email address because i always say that at the end of our navigating netflix original podcast yeah um uh, but yeah so that brings us to what madison threat level podcast after dark oh so this is the uh, exciting part of the podcast where we talk about what we've been reading watching listening to yeah. contemplating <laughs> discussion about the office now we're the exciting shout out portion uh so what have you guys been checking out this past couple weeks well my shout out is boring probably to everybody but me um (laughs) but i'm gonna shout it out anyways because for the past month or so i have been doing freelance design work on the internet for a site called upwork (laughs) u-p-w-o-r-k and that's where anybody looking for pretty much any type of work um as a client can go on there and post what sort of work they're looking for it can be design work it can be editing it can be you know for different types of photography for like because you can do like local specific jobs as well Mm -hmm. and you so pretty much any kind of work like that that you're looking for clients can go down and post it and then there are freelancers like me who go on and we have you know filters set up to like search through the ones that actually are applicable to us and we will bid on them and say i want to do your do your project this is how what my bid is and why you should hire me kind of thing. Cool. So that's like the basic setup for it. Um, and I really like the way this website works. So if you're looking to do freelancing work, it's, um, it's a really good website. You do have to pay a fee out of anything that you make, um, which is like, so you don't have to pay any sort of like subscription fee to use the website. So if you don't make any money that month, you don't have to pay anything because it's just a percentage mm-hmm. out of like what you right. So they earning. so they take like a commission on right yeah mm-hmm. they they take twenty percent off of whatever you make um so you just have to like keep that in mind when you're bidding. Like, like bidding on things like you just have to subtract that twenty percent so you still are getting what you want for the project and I just kind of look at it like the client's actually paying that twenty percent fee not me <laughs> right because it'll it'll show you on there what you're actually earning too so if you bid for like five hundred dollars it will sell like whatever. $400, I guess, is what you actually are making, and it'll show you right on there. Yeah. So, um, 
Yeah, if you're looking for any design work done for any type of book design work, graphic design work, cover designs, that's that's my thing. So huh. go on and look me up. Yeah. Tell me your username. It's just Madison. <laughs> <laughs> that's my name. Okay. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. So I recommend that website. Nice. Both for clients and for freelancers. Nice. Uh, I guess I'll go next. Um, I will shout out a series that uh, we will probably eventually talk about on NNO, but for those who don't listen to that, here's the shout out. Uh, Recently, uh, the Netflix original series Umbrella Academy came out, and Umbrella Academy is actually based on a graphic novel by Gerard Way, who is the lead singer of My Chemical Romance, um, which I didn't know, but it makes sense in sort of like the theme. But uh, generally speaking, without giving any spoilers or anything, uh, the series is about um, these sort of misfit superheroes who were, uh, basically they were raised by this one guy and trained to be superheroes. And then slowly but surely, they sort of like fell into different paths and the team broke apart and stuff. So it kind of follows uh, what's going on with them in modern times. And there's some cool elements like uh, some time travel, um, cool different powers that you get to see uh, sort of be developed throughout the, the season. Um, and it so definitely has like a, a sort of apocalyptic sort of theme too. So it's pretty so cool. So they, they do have like superhero powers. It's not just they like- do trained to be superheroes <laughs> but humans. no right yeah so everyone definitely has like some powers because like uh in the very beginning of <laughs> in the very beginning of the uh in the, of the first episode you learn that the umbrella umbrella academy is basically um this guy there are a bunch of children who are born mysteriously on the same day like women woke up and weren't pregnant and then at midday they were pregnant and having a baby oh and God, all of die. right oh. and all of these all of these babies have uh, in theory are meant because it was so miraculous and strange have some sort of superpower and so he basically traveled around and tried to collect as many as he could and yeah, only got seven them. no he offered people monetary reimbursement for them he was <laughs> like i will buy your baby yeah and so he acquired uh uh however many i said seven of them so it's about those seven yeah it's Very pretty cool odd that he would just like sell their baby right but i guess if you were you know pregnant for only a day or half a day you're probably not terribly attached, you're not really attached at that point you're probably just confused yes please take it this is weird <laughs> But yeah, so it's it's a fun series. It's pretty short. I think it's ten episodes. Um, so pretty How easy to speed through. I think the episodes are about fifty minutes long. So yeah, no. Yeah, we were we have discussed dis, uh, we have discussed discussing that on navigating <laughs> Netflix originals. So if that sounds interesting to you, you should check out our other podcast. That's navigating Netflix. <laughs> this is No, we've mentioned it a couple we've times. It a few times. Uh, yeah. in, in passing. Yeah. But it just so happens that a lot of our shoutouts end up being like Netflix originals because I think right. that's what we're watching. So, so like, we'll be discussing that soon. <laughs> On NNO, you guys should shout out The Office every episode. We should. Did The Office not not 
<laughs> no, 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 shout out the office and then say, oh, by the way, there's a podcast you can listen to called yeah. PL underscore. Every time, we, every time we accidentally say words like office or paper, we'll be like, oh, that reminds me. Yeah, <laughs> we, do, we, do, we do plug it occasionally. We but, do. You know, our, our, our navigating Netflix originals. Listeners. listeners. <laughs> have a, a more... Do, they're, they're more used to us staying on point with our yeah. discussion okay. and not just like ranting oh. like we do in this podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> we, we don't go off on nearly as many tangents in that oh. one. So they're, they're used to a more structured podcast. They're more yeah. discerning. Yes, yes yeah. they are. Like, it's like a higher class of they, They're listening to this to listen Meanwhile, to our the discussion. Sl- <laughs> the slobs who listen to this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> In support of the slobs. in support of the the apparent slobs who listen to this, I will say that I also listen back to this podcast. I think I'm the only person in our cast of five who does. I I listen to them. Yes, Dude, I listen to them all the time. All right, it comes out he listens to, and I listen to That's them. That's good. When he's playing them around. <laughs> so <laughs> I secondhand listen to. Okay. Them. Okay. That makes me feel better. A lot because he walks around with his phone playing podcasts like all the time. So that's fair. I'll just, like catch a snippet of like your voice out in the living room. <laughs> You'd be like, "Oh, Jamie's like, here." Wait a second, is Jamie here? <laughs> in New York City. <laughs> oh man, cool. Subi, uh, do you have a shout out? Uh, yeah, I actually have two. What? <laughs> Calm down. I'm, I'm going um, full Justin. <laughs> so uh, the first one is a podcast called uh, Freedom. Oh. It's like Freedom, but it's Threedom, spelled T H R E E D O M. But is it as good as navigating Netflix? <laughs> <laughs> it's a podcast that discusses only Netflix originals. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, hosted by um, uh, Scott Ackerman. Oh, Tompkins Ackerman. and uh, what's her name? Uh, Lauren Lapkus. They're like these three friends, and Scott Ackerman uh, hosts uh, comedy Bang Bang. Oh, Paul okay. Tompkins is like the podfather. You know, he's like the podfather. Yeah, because he, he's like the king of podcasts. <laughs> and like, <laughs> <laughs> if only one day we could have the title of podfather. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So someday we'll be the Podfather. I hope so. Yeah, we have to because you have to kill the Podfather to become the Podfather. Of course. Well, I'm gonna be the Podmother. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll be like two peas in a Podfather. Ew. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> and yeah, they're like really funny, and like what they do really well is they um. They're very good. Throughout the podcast, they're kind of loud and obnoxious, and they start singing at random times, but they somehow, they're not annoying. You know, like, they come very, very <laughs> Maybe close. Maybe it's just because you're used to me talking loudly and laughing and singing at random times. <laughs> oh. So, just, so Justin really <laughs> would not. Life for you. <laughs> I was going to say, so Justin would not like this. He explained last time that singing randomly is not right. his thing. <laughs> yeah. You go more than one verse. In- <laughs> don't go more than one person. oh okay then it's okay so yeah they're, they're really funny and they just they have a really good sense of humor so that cool. made me think of something um very intriguing okay. when i Subi, started a podcast we could call it two peas in a podcast what would it be about 
almost certain that podcast has probably exists. Yeah. Like 50 times or 50 separate podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's That's do it. Look how excited oh. my face is. <laughs> <laughs> Two peas in a pod. Isn't that adorable? It is adorable. <laughs> Two peas in a I mean, you can still be two peas in a podcast right now. But. That's true. We, oh, yeah. are, we are two peas in a podcast right sure. now. We are in a podcast and we are peas. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. Anyways, what is your second shout out? Oh, yeah. My second shout out is a re-shout out to oh. Game of Thrones. Oh. oh. Is the new series out? Season? Not quite yet. Soon. Yeah, the final season will <gasps> air on April 14th-ish. Wow. Yeah. So, Jamie, you still need to watch that. I think I could not possibly catch up by April. Well, that's okay. But you could catch up in life. (laughs) What? (laughs) Burn. What does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) Like, over the course of your life, you could catch up with Game of Thrones. (laughs) Okay. I would have phrased that a little differently, but. out and i was like i mean it's not it's not untrue that i do need to catch up also with life but (laughs) no you're you're great in life i'm sure yeah you're great i'm sure (laughs) your life is great you're getting a new apartment you got a good job there you go (laughs) no no offense intended no i was joking um cool is that the end of your shout out just like game of thrones it's I think it's the most important work of art in hmm. human history. He has said this before, and I'm not sure I agree yet. It might not be the best work of art. I mean, it's very close, but it's the most <laughs> important work of art. Because okay. But what about the Mona Lisa? <laughs> can, we, can we all just collectively forget about that painting? Seriously, though? <laughs> I know. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> Are you going to start a debate this time and just back off, Madison? <laughs> Let's discuss art. She just sleeks into That's the shadows. So we did start a debate last time and then just leave. Dear listeners, you will never know what that was about because I edited oh, that episode and cut. Out. I cut about like 98% out. Only anything that was like relevant oh. to the actual discussion. I was like, ah, bye. Well... Anyway, so Game of Thrones, Thrones, good thing to see. Why? Because it's something that will be relevant, that was relevant, you know, 500 years ago, and will be relevant 500 years from now. (laughs) And anyone can, and anyone, like almost anyone can understand what's going on. You know, like the themes are so timeless, and they're so central to who, to what people are. You know, it's it's so astute and just it's so good with un- its understanding of human nature. That's what it does okay. so well. Better than like- It does do that well. I'm more convinced like, now. Like, you know, sh- people are like, oh, Shakespeare is really good, but who can read Shakespeare? You know? <laughs> like, a <laughs> lot of people lot of can't that, even but... read. You know? In Shakespeare's defense, he contributed like 30% of our vocabulary or something. He's like, he was he very prolific. <laughs> 30% but, uh, an exaggeration, but... He also wrote in a very odd manner that was not... They didn't talk like that mm-hmm. during the time. Well, well, no, because all this stuff like, is in prose. Verse yeah. Words, you know? like, no, I think that's true. I think everyone had to compose verse, like, when they spoke. <laughs> to have a conversation. They were such a literary people, you know? <laughs> I feel like that's 
something that we could do more accurately today because we spend so much time texting each other. So you'd have time to like compose. Of That's true. Oh yeah, that'd be From awesome. Now on, Jamie, we will only communicate in verse while texting. I hope that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably not. <laughs> anyway. Cool. So uh, some things to check out then between this episode and the next. Hopefully there won't be another several week break between episodes. Um, but uh, what? What? <laughs> that long this time? Um, well, no, because I'll be releasing two episodes, you know, right in a row. But it's been a little bit since I edited the other one. So it's your fault. So it's my fault. But anyway, so thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, We will be back next week to talk about Season 5, Episode 6. I don't know offhand what that's called. But uh, make sure you watch it if you want, and then come check us out. Do it. Do it. (laughs) All righty. Bye.